What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hi, guys. This is Angelisa Chandler. I am a biblical counselor and the care ministry associate here at New Vision Baptist Church. I'm really excited to be on the podcast today, um, and it is my very first one. Um, I am actually not new to New Vision. I've been around for some time. A lot of you guys might know me or have seen me on campus. I have volunteered and worked in many, many ministries in our church body over the past 15 years, um, and my children kind of grew up there, so definitely that's home for me, um, but I'm super excited. I got to come on to staff this summer and now um, get to be talking to you guys. So let's go ahead and dig into the scriptures. And like our podcast go, what I'll do is I'll read um, 2 Samuel 12, and then we'll break it down and talk about it. But first, a little backstory. So yesterday, Brad talked to us in chapter 11 about um, David's sin against Bathsheba and Uriah. So if a lot of you might know the story, pretty popular story um, about where David actually took Bathsheba to be his wife. Um, but if you don't know the story, then I highly recommend that you go back to yesterday's podcast and listen to that before listening to this one, because this story is a continuation of that. Um, and because of that, we will begin reading um, the very last verse in chapter 11, and then we'll continue on to chapter 12, verses 1 through 13. And I'll be reading from the NIV, starting in 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 27. After the time of mourning was over, David had her brought to his house, and she became his wife and bore him a son. But the thing David had done displeased the Lord. Chapter 12. The Lord sent Nathan to David. When he came to him, he said, there were two men in a certain town, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had a very large number of sheep and cattle, but the poor man had nothing except one little ewe lamb that he had bought. He raised it and he grew up with his children. He shared his food, drank from his cup, and even slept in his arms. It was like a daughter to him. Now a traveler came to the rich man, but the rich man refrained from taking one of his own sheep or cattle to prepare a meal for the traveler who had come to him. Instead, he took the ewe lamb that belonged to the poor man and prepared it for the one who had come to him. David burned with anger against the man and said to Nathan, As surely as the Lord lives, the man who did this deserves to die. He must pay for that lamb four times over because he did such a thing and had no pity. Then Nathan said to David, You are that man. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I anointed you king over Israel, and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave you your master's house to you and your master's wives into your arms. I gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And if all of this had been too little, I would have given you more. Why did you despise the word of God by doing what is evil in his eyes? You struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword and took his wife to be your own. You killed him with the sword of the Ammonites. Now, therefore, the sword will never depart from your house because you despised me and took the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your own. This is what the Lord says. Out of your own household, I'm going to bring calamity upon you. Before your very eyes, I will take your wives and give them to one who is close to you, and he will lie with your wives in broad daylight. You did it in secret, but I will do this thing in broad daylight before all Israel. Then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. 
Nathan replied, The Lord has taken away your sin. You are not going to die. As we break this story down, we have to go back to the very beginning. So as we read kind of at the end of chapter 11, a little time has passed by. We read that David had taken Bathsheba to be his wife and she actually bore a son. So we know that it's been probably around about nine months since he actually met Bathsheba and all this went down. So during that time, here's what we do know. David has not addressed the sin. He has not faced what has happened. Actually, he's been living in the dark with all of it, kind of hiding it. Um, Isn't that easy for us to do? When we feel like no one else can see it, then we just can continue on in our sin because it's easier. Here's the problem. Someone can see it, and he did, and that is God, right? It's easy for us to fall into sin, but God does not want us to sit in it. So he sends someone to David. He sends Nathan. He sends Nathan because Nathan is a prophet, and he's actually a friend of David. So Nathan actually talked to David back in chapter 7 and actually blessed him when David was sharing some things on his heart. So we do know they had a pretty close relationship and he was a trusted person of David. God knows who to send. This should perk us up to make us realize that we need to be better listeners. God didn't give up on David over those nine months that he was hiding his sin. He continued to pursue David. And he continues to pursue us, even when we're blind to what we're doing. So he sends Nathan, and Nathan is the perfect person to tell him this because David trusted him. So what was this message that um, Nathan brought to him? It was a parable. It was a parable about a rich man and a poor man. Well, we know this rich man in the beginning of the story, he had numerous amounts of sheep and cattle because he was rich. And in contrast, this poor man, he only had one sheep. One special sheep that he loved and adored, he actually raised it with his, with his own children and considered it to be a daughter. Um, he loved this lamb. And then what do we find out about this rich man? That one day, as a traveler came, this rich man had a need and a desire to, to fulfill. So he could have used his own sheep and his own cattle to fulfill that and to help this traveler. But instead, He goes outside to something he doesn't own, and he steals the sheep of the poor man. Now, when David hears the story, he immediately gets angry because he sees immediately how awful it is that this rich man who had all of these sheep and cattle would take the one that this poor man loved. And immediately David just starts giving him a sentence. He starts judging him and even says that he should die. But soon Nathan reveals that this rich man, the character in the story, is actually David. So this judgment and sentence that he was ruling over this man, he was actually ruling over himself. Then the stories start making sense to David. He actually can see his own sin. It is revealed to him in the story that he is this rich man. He is the king. He is the one that had many wives and God had blessed and given him so much abundance that he had more than enough. But yet when he was in desire and need, he could have went to his own wives and to his own things, but instead he chose to take Uriah's one wife, the one that he loved, the one that he cherished, the only one he had for his own. This actually opened David's mind to how deep His sin was. It's much deeper than his lust 
for Bathsheba or his murder on Uriah, but actually this was a sin against God himself of being ungrateful. David found himself discontent with the blessings God had given him. This is a lot like us today. We live in a world that's so easy to compare. We have social media. We have Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat where we constantly can look at what other people have and and we yearn and we want things that aren't our own. And a lot of times, this is what happens to us. We get discontent with the blessings that we have because we forgot to look in to see how blessed God has been to us. And instead, we're looking on the outside and what we don't have and what we're not blessed with instead of remembering how God loves us and how he gives us what we need. This is a good reminder that we need to be thankful every day for what God has given us. Instead of this comparison game, we need to remember to be content with the blessings that we have today. And when David realized this, he instead turned to God and repented and said, I have sinned against the Lord. Now, David could have made a bunch of excuses. He could have tried to justify why he did what he did or even point blame to Bathsheba or Uriah, but he didn't. Instead, he humbled himself and he knew that he had sinned and he repented and he sought God. And that's what God wants from us. Matter of fact, the very next line in verse 13, Nathan replied that the Lord has taken away your sin. Isn't that amazing? God just wants us to have a repentant heart. We are not always going to be perfect. So sometimes when we fall, we just need to turn to God. He wants us to repent and he will forgive us because God forgives, God restores, and actually what he wants for us is blessings. Now, we did not read verse to verse um, the rest of the chapter, but if you do read on, David does face consequences for his sin. Yes, God forgives, but there are always consequences to our sin. And that's what happens. Actually, the son that was born to David dies. But in verse 24, it says, David comforted his wife Bathsheba, and he went to her and lay with her, and she gave birth to a son and named him Solomon. The Lord loved him. And because the Lord loved him, he sent his word through Nathan the prophet to name him Jedidiah. And what we know about his son Solomon is he would become the next king. And so God not only blesses, but he restores. He restores David and he restores his kingdom because he loved him. Now, David had some serious sin going on here, right? But here's the thing. There is no sin too big for God to forgive. There is no sin too much in the dark for God to bring it to the light. And there's no sin that you have that God can't forgive. God is a forgiving God. God is a restoring God. And God wants to bless you. So as you move on with your day today, I hope you will remember these three things. That we need to be listening well. We need to listen for the Holy Spirit to convict our hearts or to the people that come into our lives that are helping us when we're running astray. So listen for God to speak in the ways that he talks to us. Secondly, we need to always be thankful. Be thankful for what you have today. Learn to be content and not seek outside of your blessings, but know that God wants to bless you. And third, when we mess up, we can turn to God and repent because he wants to forgive you. Guys, I love you. I hope you have a great day and I will catch you next time. Bye. 
Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.